While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. everybody welcome back to the podcast it's a car cast so if you've listened to the podcast for a while you might know that sometimes it gets really busy when it comes to trying to get the recording schedule down so sometimes we run out of windows during the weekend or throughout the week to be able to record and then suddenly it's the day before or a couple days before and we record it from the car now i should point out the obvious, anytime we do a car cast episode, or even when we used to do the student episodes where we would have uh, seniors who were about to graduate on as like a nice little meta moment with them, uh, those are obviously the non-alcoholic episodes. Obviously, make sure that you, if you are consuming alcohol and are of legal age, that you are being responsible and not drinking and driving or under any sort of substance while driving. Uh so yeah, we're, we're trying to, we're always busy. If you are a teacher, you know that planning and grading and all those things, uh, there's never enough time in the day to be able to do them. So here we are doing a car cast. And it is still light out because I'm not leaving crazy late like I thought that I would be today. So now people can see me like a weirdo holding a microphone in the car. Anyway, we are in the month of February, well into it. And if you know about the current migrant crisis, a lot of students that are coming from different countries and um, being literally sent to cities like Chicago or New York, and the school system is kind of over, like overrun with uh, requests for ESL services. Because a lot of teachers, myself included, uh, unfortunately only speak one language well. Same with reading and, and writing. I took French. I'm trying to learn Spanish, but it is really hard to learn Spanish uh, or any language for that matter in your 30s. Um, but anyways, the we were talking about this recently, and I'm sure Peter can weigh in uh, next week when he's back. He's just been you know a little under the weather, so... We weren't able to record uh, together for a bit, but he'll be back. But uh, So he'll weigh in on this as well. We've had to modify things by providing the assignments or the readings, whatever it might be, depending on your subject area, content area, uh, in multiple languages. Now, it's a lot easier than it used to be because Google Docs um, has certain tools that will translate for you. But... The scary part is that we really don't have a consistent way to communicate aside from typing something into Google Translate or speaking into an iPad that most teachers did not receive uh, into the Translate app and then waiting the 30 seconds for it to process and then uh, translate it back verbally. 
But the, the main thing too, so like that's the one thing, I mean, that's just part of your planning. It's part of your, in, in this case, differentiation. And it is a lot, it is overwhelming. It's a lot of extra prep time. And you don't always do it for every single assignment because if, you know, students are essentially 100% immersed in a school that doesn't have proper ESL services available, English second language services available, uh, you tend to give them extended time on just about everything. Same thing with like, there could be a translation error with the stuff that I've created or the instructions that I gave or I don't know, any number of things. So extended time and not having them do every assignment or having them do entirely different stuff has honestly been uh, easier for my current group. I say that because some of my ESL students, uh, I think about three of them, are also not very literate in their own language. Like they may speak French, but they can't read or write in French. So add on top of that, imagine that you're trying to learn English and survive in a school that is 100% English and there's no uh, English second language services for you, but oh yeah, you also never truly formally properly learned how to write and read French. So that's been fun. We've had a couple of verbal translators and they all crapped out. I don't know why there are newer translators that we have, but not everyone can get one because we spent all the money on the now broken <laughs> the now broken translators, which by the way, worked perfectly fine for a long period of time. And they were awesome. A little bit slow to power on, but they were awesome. And uh, now we're just like, back to square one with like a few people have some <laughs> translators that kind of work uh but it's not consistent now i also this is this is a bit of a pivot here it's a car cast so it's going to be whatever happens to come to my mind but the concern that we've had the past couple of weeks is like is there a intentional like obtuse approach that some adults are taking or is there truly like some sort of lack of awareness and uh, mainly common sense I should say a lack of common sense for adults like whether it's you know a student that is not following the rules or a safety concern or some type of misogyny or homophobia anything like that like do we not have any common sense on how to handle these things when there are already <laughs> system is in place. And I, I'm bringing this up because it's been talked about like in staff rooms, the, the teacher's lounge that if you are a teacher, you know that it can either be a great place to be or a terrible place to be depending on the, the mood and most of the times the personalities in the room. But the number of people that it seems, I, I've heard it from at least seven people that there have been a few different situations between, you know, students and another staff member that I will not get into for obvious reasons. But the number of like fellow staff members that have just like accepted that, yep, misogyny is, you know, the reality and nothing we can do. And therefore we, we may as well just put up with it. Or like, yep, if there are, you know, homophobic slurs being yelled in the hallway, nothing we can do about that. And it's like, we're the ones that have to do something about that, you know? Like, I'm not trying to overstep as a teacher, but like these seems like these seem like very teachable moments, right? Our chance like to do the right thing 
and to help like teach these young humans to like be good humans. But the number of adults in various positions, by the way, that have just accepted that this is the reality and it's not going to change. Do I think I'm going to change the world and fix homophobia or you know fix misogyny or anything like that? No, absolutely not. I understand that there is sexism. But we could at least try. This guy's staring at me. Yes, sir. I am doing what's called a car cast for my, my podcast. But we could at least try, right? Or at least if you see it, you should do something. Like this is not some sort of like a school culture or neighborhood culture or anything like that. Like it's not okay. This is not, you know, these staff members, whether they're older or newer or whatever. This is not them paying their dues. That's like when we have issues with like fellow coworkers or staff members and we people we people use the phrase um uh you know, we're we're all a family here. Huh? That's such bullshit or you know any any sort of phrase that essentially pacifies or accepts or you know makes excuses for ill treatment no matter who's getting that ill treatment. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm alone. Maybe I'm the only person that thinks this, but I don't know. You can send me an email. The, the, I'm not, I don't know if I should say the email, but it's in the show notes because I feel like I'm getting more and more spam from, you know, AI bots or, or humans. Maybe there's someone listening that has betrayed me uh, or someone that just doesn't like me. And then they were like, you know what? I know this, this person's podcast email. I'm going to, I'm going to sign them up for every spam thing. It's not even under my name or anything clever like that. That's why I think probably like AI type of stuff. Um, but if you have this, you know, going on in your building or you've seen this, I know some of you guys have moved around to different schools and some of you guys are in the same school that you've been in since day one of your career. So I'm sure that we all have different perspectives and different, you know, levels and years of experience and different settings. So I am curious. Please let me know. Anyway, um, our district I don't know if you guys know the company Aramark, but Aramark is the the company, the brand that does custodial work and the school food stuff. A few years ago, there was a vote on whether to keep it or not because of some of the concerns we have about the quality of services. I'm not disparaging the individuals who work for them, but like the what they are allowed to do or mandated to do compared to what is needed. And I'm sure some quality control on, you know, the quality control. We'll leave it at that. Um, but it sounds like they have now voted to uh, seek another contract with a different company for the cleaning services side of things, not the school food side of things, either fortunately or unfortunately. But the the cleanliness side of stuff, which is interesting because they said this a few years ago. They said that they were not going to renew with Aramark for cleaning services, but then they wound up just renewing with Aramark. But the contract they took, it cost the district more money and it required less things of Aramark, the company, for, for cleanliness. So they said, no, we're not going to do it. And then they maybe they just couldn't find anything cheaper. And then they said, actually, we are. And they said, well, you know what? Now that you made us think that we might not have a, have a contract with you, school district, we're actually going to up our prices to give you less. When I was in high school, for example, we used to get, for $2, you got fries, 
and two hot dogs. That was when I was a freshman in high school. By the time I was a sophomore in high school, they changed it to one hot dog and a side of fries for the same $2. But then halfway through the year, I think it was $2.75. Fast forward to my uh, junior year of high school, and not only were hot dogs not offered, but the cheapest thing you could get was like a bowl of ramen noodles that you could just like get boiling water because that wasn't a lawsuit waiting to happen for some reason. And that was $4. And all you got were the ramen noodles. So they kept raising the prices and giving you less shitty food. Uh, I don't know what company that was, but uh, when I was in school, that seems like a perfect analogy for what is happening here. So I guess we will see. I can't wait to see what they go with or who they go with, whatever the, the company is. And um, yeah, uh, what was the other? Oh, the the apathy. So there's this term that if you're a teacher, or even if you're just a human being that you know graduated high school or made it to your senior year of high school, you know what senioritis is. The whole like I'm checked out, I'm at the end of the line, I've got no more energy, no more motivation left. It's my senior year. I'm crawling to the finish, if that. And senioritis is not just my district. You know, it's, it's everywhere. It's rampant. I'm sure people will talk about the pandemic and how that's made some sort of impact on it. But when I talk about the senioritis that's going on this year, I'm talking about my sophomores, dude. Like, the number of kids that are like, this whole school thing is just so tired, man. It's like, you've been doing it for, what is it, uh, 10 grades? You know? Versus like when it's supposed to start kicking in is when you've done it, I guess it's not that big a difference, 12 versus 10. But like sophomore year is always the forgotten year. And it's also the year where like you can legally uh, drop out because what, 16? That's sophomore, right? I never know the ages. I should know the ages because I've taught sophomores my entire career. But uh, yeah, the, the sophomores, man, some of the worst senior writers I've ever seen among any students ever. I totally panicked, moved. Someone saw me with a microphone on the road, and I panicked and put it down. I'm trying to hold it close so that no one can see it because I'm feeling judged, and I have tinted windows in my new car, but they are not that tinted. Uh, They're the legal kind of tinting. But anyway, the sophomore, like, senioritis, the sophomoritis, sounds bad. The, The apathy that we're getting, like, the... How do I put this? This is going to sound really bad. Just assume positive intent. I care about my job and I'm doing it truly to the best of my ability. But for these kids that are failing classes, but they're not attending 80% of the time or worse, I'm sorry, but I can't, can't, like, I'm calling, but like, if you come to me and I give you a bunch of stuff and you don't do it, and then you don't show up for months at a time, and I've made the calls to figure out where you are and who your parents are and what they can do about it, and nothing still happens, at a certain point, I'm not going to care. You know, I have to. For my own self-interest, which sounds bad, for my own own self-survival, I can't. I cannot find you and force you and force-feed you your education. So like 20% attendance and you're failing, I don't, like, unless there's a serious turnaround, 
I can't care about it. Like, maybe care isn't the right word. Like, okay, let me put it this way. I have this one senior who is, you know, taking a sophomore level class. I don't know if it's because, you know, they transferred in or they failed it when they were younger. I, I don't know, whatever. They're in it now. And this student cuts, I don't know, 80% of the time. That's where I got the number from. And as I'm, like, and, and in the building cutting the class too, or leaves early because it's in the afternoon. And uh, I'm leaving at the end of the day, and it's not a crazy time. It's 30 minutes after, you know, the last class period has ended, well beyond my contract time. And I'm leaving, and the student's trying to, like, talk on a Friday, too. And the student's trying to talk to me as I'm trying to get out the door, and I'm on my time. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry, but, like, I wish that you had been in class. And it wasn't because I look, because then I second-guessed myself, like, where they, do they have a legitimate thing? They didn't. Uh but I have, I, like, I'm sorry, but I don't care. I didn't say that to the kid, but I really wish that I could just say, hey, you cut my class almost every day, and you don't get the work that we're doing, which isn't hard either, by the way, the work or coming to get it. Uh, and then you want to come and talk to me when it's, like, well past the school day, and I am on my way out the door. Like, briefcase on shoulder, car keys in hand, jacket on, walking toward the door. Have already punched out because cps makes us punch out because <laughs> they can't trust people to just show up on time and, and leave when you know not too soon after it's time. i don't know uh that's when you come to me to finally say what can i do sorry but it's the weekend now email me or better yet show up on monday between the hours of 7 30 to 3 45 that's when i'm available now okay so yeah, that apathy man is, it's rough. As is trying to do a car cast on the way home on a weeknight, like a weirdo talking to himself on a microphone in a car. I wonder if like a listener might see me, you know? They'd have to recognize me and me in the car and then see, the microphone would for sure cue them. I feel like Leo, uh, one of our listeners, Leo, <laughs> mentioned like it took like a half a beat to recognize me once we, when we did a, a a video call because I think people are so used to from the TikTok clips or the YouTube stuff or the Patreon stuff they're so used to seeing me with the the I almost cans like a absolute dunce. uh the headphones on the podcast looker looking headphones that I wear uh, to make sure I'm not getting any any feedback and to make sure that my my sound quality is still good uh, so I wonder if I require the, head, the headphones. For someone to, to recognize or to to know it's me for sure if they are jumping on the, the podcast. By the way, feel free. Uh, if you want to be on the show, let me know. Send me an email or a DM. So with that, I was thinking about, uh, you know, this whole senioritis thing or sophomoreitis, whatever you want to call it. Uh, or, or even the part about, like, paying your dues and, like, we are a family or whatever that other bullshit is that, you know, pacifies behavior. And I was thinking about phrases that we say to students versus the ones that we wish we could say to students. And this has been done before. It's nothing new, but we have some for our school that I think are just a little bit unique. For example, fix your face is one, depending on a student's uh, reaction to something. Um, another one, can we skip to the point where you fix your shitty attitude? There's a good one. I wish we could say that one. Uh, do you want me to match that energy when a kid comes at you with a whole bunch of attitude or whatever it may be? We all know the classic, I'll wait. We wish we could say, sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up, but we can't do that. 
Uh, wait until after class is a good one. Did you read the directions? And then you ask, did you really read the directions to, as a quick follow-up to that? Uh, yes, we have work to do in class today. That's a classic one. Uh, did you write your name on it? This is the one where you have to make sure that you are in your teacher voice when you say, is that acceptable behavior for a classroom? Or is that acceptable behavior for a school hallway? And then there's one that I think we all just wish that we could ask, whether it's you know asking students or asking the parents of students or asking our staff members. And that is, what the fuck are you doing? That's probably the biggest one. I wish we could, I, from the bottom of my heart, I wish I could ask that one. I want to give a big shout out to James, Lish, Cindy, Melinda, Leslie, Sabrina, Leo, and Adam. Those are our current Patreon members who go above and beyond to support the show. If you would like to support the show, just please go to patreon.com slash classroombrew. That's where you have access to uh, podcast merch and bonus content and video episodes and all that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, that is patreon.com slash classroombrew. But until next week, guys, thank you guys for listening into this car cast and class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.